You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final score may well end up being uh, 108 to 93. Vince Carter now coming out. Dave Yeager, this is a really class move by the Kings coach. He had Buddy Heald up waiting to check in and a standing ovation from the appreciative Raptor fans for Vince Carter. I love that. You hear the reaction to the 40-year-old, 20-year veteran who started his career in this city and was beloved, and rightfully so. Vince nodding in appreciation. The final seconds tick away. The first half, the Kings scored 63 points. Second half, they only scored 30. Toronto, meanwhile, outscored the Kings by 17 in this second half. And the final score ends up being another 15-point win for the Raptors, just like it was a week ago in Sacramento. Today's final is 108-93. to Welcome into the Monday edition of Locked on Kings. I hope everybody had a great weekend. We are hoping for a win for the Kings on Sunday. Didn't quite happen in Toronto. We'll explain that coming up on today's edition of Locked on Kings. But another reminder that you can check out the entirety of the network, all the latest on your NFL team. Go to each one on the Locked on Network. Locked on Fantasy, Locked on NBA. Want a preview of what's coming up this week, whether it's Locked on Sixers or Locked on Nets, Locked on Spurs, the three teams the Kings play this week. Check it all out. It's all there waiting for you on the Locked On Network. Well, you heard the sound coming in, the rejoiner there to the show. Kings lost Sunday in Toronto. Did some good things, but it really turned into a tale of two halves. The second half was brutal. The first half was good, but just not the Sacramento Kings day in Toronto. We knew coming into the day that De'Aaron Fox was questionable. It turned out he was out. He would not play. And then we found out probably a couple hours before tip-off, from Toronto that Zach Randolph, the team's leading scorer, would not play. They called it rest, something that I personally don't like. But the Kings elected to rest him, gave some opportunity for some other guys, a lineup that included George Hill and Garrett Temple. That's the usual. Willie Cauley-Stein started with Costa Kufis, and Vince Carter got the nod. I thought that was kind of an interesting tip of the cap to Vince, returning to Toronto, played there first seven years of his career, but it's been 13 years since he was a member of the Raptors. And uh, he got the start, played 25 minutes, played okay. Didn't do anything of real substance, but it was cool for him to get the start. So let's kind of listen back to how it all played out Sunday in Toronto at the Air Canada Centre on the second matchup of the year between the Raptors and the Kings. Lowry leads it out to DeRozan. DeMar drives it to the rack, up and down move. Carter got there, challenged the shot. Don't know if he got a piece of it, but here come the Kings in transition. Alley-oop set up, big throw down. Willie Cauley-Stein on the lead from Garrett Temple. Good ball movement by the Kings to Willie Cauley-Stein. Back to Temple, stops, launches from 20, and scores again. Garrett Temple having a terrific first quarter for Sacramento. He's 4 of 5 from the floor. He now has 10 points. He is the game's leading scorer. Bogdanovich, three-point range on the right wing. Shot clock at 10. Into the post they turn, and it is the big fella. Gorgos Pompeyanos with a nice turn, and he knocks down the face-up Jay from about 10 to 12 feet out. Now to Hill, who drives, skips it out of the wing. Bogdanovich going for three in the lead. He's got the bucket, and I see some Kings fans on their feet in the building. Sacramento on top at 60-59. to 59. Five seconds left here. DeMar DeRozan will take it upon himself to try to get the lead back for two. He scores with eight-tenths of a second to go. Here come the Kings on the run. Buzzer beating attempt from midcourt. Good! Knocked down by George Hill. Will it count? That is the question. George Hill with a 45-footer. 
He caught the ball, had eight tekens, eight tenths of a second on the clock. They, of course, will review it, but for the moment, the call on the floor is basket good. Mason now at the top of the foul circle, goes left wing to Buddy, eludes the defender, steps left, launches for three, and scores the triple. Buddy Heal, happy birthday, Buddy Buckets, 24 years of age today, shooting 55% from three-point range in the last 10 games, and he hits the first Sacramento three-pointer of the afternoon. Lufus with a casual pivot move and a dribble, drops to George Hill, goes for three. He scores the triple, and this game is tied at 54. The Kings were down seven, now they've scored seven straight, and we are even for a fifth time, tied at 54. In transition, Van Vliet going end to end. Great job off the bounce that time. Had a hand right in his face from George Hill, but he was still able to convert. Seven unanswered points for Toronto, and the Raptors now with a five-point lead at 78-73. Siakam had a notion to shoot the three. A drive and a kick back out on the right wing. Still five on the shot clock. Here's an adjustment now and a step back three that's good. Knocked down by Norman Powell. That could be absolutely huge. The Kings now trail by nine at 86-77. 15 to four Toronto run. A drive inside in traffic. The Kings are denied, healed off the bounce. Raptors in transition, right for three. Uh-oh, he scores it. Jaeger will take a timeout. For the first time this afternoon, double digit separation. It's 89-77. Step back, lob to the rim. Can't convert Valanchunas, but he battles for the ball. It's knocked out of his hand. Out to Van Vliet to beat the shot clock, and he scores a three. Just as the ball left his hands, the shot clock horn sounded, and that is going to be an absolute dagger. Kings with a minute 38 to go, take a timeout. Huge three-pointer knocked down on the wing by Van Vliet. All right, so kind of looking back on the game, recapping it as I took my notes during the game, some things we mentioned that starting lineup of Temple Hill, Willie Cauley-Stein, Carter, and Kufis. The Kings started out great. This team made 11 of their first 14, but they were still trailing. Kings had 30 points in the first quarter. That was a good sign. Only their fifth 30-point quarter in the first to start the year, but they were down five. 35-30. So it was shooting well. So were the Raptors. Raptors were making threes in that first quarter. Kings were not. And the other thing that stood out in the first quarter, Garrett Temple. How about this stat? In the first eight minutes, scored 10 points. Garrett Temple, in his previous 83 minutes, scored 10 points. So he had not been shooting the ball well. He ends with a team-high tying 18 points. So the Kings, again, put up a 30-point first quarter, but yet they were down 35-30. to 30. Take you to the second quarter. You heard the highlights there in that montage of the end of the half, that crazy sequence in which the Kings got a bucket. DeRozan scored with eight-tenths of a second, and George Hill hit that just inside half-court shot and put the Kings up 63-61 at the half. Hill had 11. Kings were shooting 62% and hit seven threes in the second quarter alone and led 16-7. to So if you look at the first half numbers, and we're going to do this kind of as a breakdown this way, the Kings, here's just at halftime, 26 of 42, that's 62%. Seven of 12 beyond the arc again, all seven makes in the second quarter. Four of six from the foul line, 18 assists, and only five turnovers. You had double figures from Bogdanovich with 13, George Hill 11, and Temple 10. So that's good. Now we take you to the second half, though, in which the Kings and Raptors for the longest time, near six minutes of that, over six minutes of that third quarter, it was just 10 to 10. Kings end up only scoring 14 in the quarter. Toronto scored 
in the third, 22. So the Kings were down six after three where they went five of 18 and scored 14 points in the quarter. Quarters in the teens usually derail you, but you can't back up a quarter in the teens with another one in the teens. The Kings in the fourth quarter scored just 16, so it was a 30-point second half. All told, at one point, the Raptors had an 18-4 run to build a double-digit lead and a couple areas that hurt the Kings. Fast break points, that was a theme that hurt the Kings during the game. 21-4 favored the Raptors. Free throw differential. Kings go to the line eight times and make six. Toronto goes to the line 28 times and makes 23. That's 17 more makes. Kings lose the game by 15. There's your difference. And uh, the Kings had their opportunities, even with those brutal stretches, but too many empty trips. I think there was one time in the third, fourth quarter when they were down eight, they had three consecutive empty trips in which they didn't score and neither did the Raptors. And you hit a basket here or there, and you know, you're know you down to two possessions, even one possession if you make them all, and we got a different finish. But instead, the Raptors finished strong. They win 108 to 93. And to me personally, one of the difference area make, uh, making parts in the game was the Raptor bench. Kings have the number one bench in the league. Raptors, I think that's personally a weakness of their very strong team. They came in with the best home record. They came in with a good defense. They came in with a strong offense. But I think they're weak off the bench or can be weak. But in this case, their bench really played well. They extended the lead when they were in in the early fourth quarter, and I thought that was a huge difference in the game. So the Raptors go to 20-8. and eight. Kings drop to 9-20. and 20. Looking at some of the individuals for the Kings, Bogdanovich had 18. Garrett Temple had 18. George Hill's third straight 16-point game or more. That's encouraging. And then Willie Cauley-Stein had 12. For the Raptors, six players in double figures, including the entire starting five. 21 from DeRozan, 16 from Lowry, 14 off the bench from Norman Powell, 13 for Valanchunas with 16 rebounds, 11 for Ananubi, and 10 for C.J. Miles. They played without Serge Ibaka. So how about reaction to this one? 108-93 was the final. Here's Dave Yeager after the game. Uh, what's a better way to say it? It was a high-scoring affair in the first half. Um, uh, we made a lot of shots. Uh, you know, they made some shots. Um, they evened their play out by getting to the foul line uh, a lot more than we did. Uh, we only had five turnovers in the first half, and, and we ended up with 17. So we had six in the third quarter. We got the, the game got away from us a little bit in the third quarter uh, with some turnovers. And um, uh, but also, you know, I got to give them a lot of credit. Their, their second unit came in with a lot of energy defensively, uh, pushed us around the court, really kind of pressured some catches, and, and uh, they got some turnovers, but also just kind of got us out of a rhythm. Uh, and then the, Mr. Powell was, I thought he had a terrific night. He came in with that group in, in that third quarter, just put his head down, got to the got to the rim, hit a couple shots. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week. I'm a big fan of their team uh, with Kyle and, and DeMar, two of the nicer guys uh, in the league and, and two guys that you cheer for and, and Obviously, they're talented and all-stars and uh, wish their team nothing but the best. Uh, I like these guys a lot. Coach, both teams seem to tighten up their defense in the second half, but you guys were able to get consecutive stops down the stretch of that game, but your good looks offensively didn't fall. How much do you miss Zach in situations like that? Uh, you know, definitely, he's he's a great player, and he's a you know he's a go-to guy for us. So you know, you got to keep moving it around. And uh, like I said, they you know they pressured us into some into some uh, end of quarter or end of clock uh, situations and uh, led out to their break. But I, I thought also we played a little bit slower in the second half. You know, I think both teams were in there going, man, we can't give up 60 points by halftime, right? So both teams uh, maybe we maybe we got a little slow. Uh, but you know, I credit their defense, and you know our our defense was better. Um, and and I thought you know we're improving, we're getting better. 
Bogey seemed to have been need in the quad there about the midway point of the fourth quarter. Asked to come out with two minutes. I know it hasn't been much time, but do you have an update on him? I do not. Coach, you, you uh, called Vince to the bench for late in the game there to give him that moment. Uh, you just sort of talk about what that means to him and, and, and to you even. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be a clear path to get him out, but whatever it takes to you know to get him out, I was just yelling for a, for a foul. Um, for what Vince has done uh, in the league in general, the number of, of people's lives he's changed at, uh, at play in this league and all the people that have worked with him, but also I know how special it is for him here. Um, hopefully it's not the last time. Hopefully he'll play for another 10 years, but I think it's always special for him to, uh, to come up here. Coach, it's not always uh, trying to find minutes for Papianis without having Zach tonight. What was... What did you see from him and what has he been able to kind of show in the minutes he has been able to get over the last couple of weeks? Uh, Papa? Yeah. Uh, I thought he struggled tonight, uh, but he's a young player and he's going to keep getting better and he's, uh, you know, he's putting in his work and, um, you know, we'll just you know, got to play him. A couple things from what Coach said. Uh, he didn't know about the severity of Bogdan Bogdanovich taking the knee to the thigh area. Similar type of injury that De'Aaron Fox was held out for his first game missed this year. So Bogey asked to come out of the game. He was playing well. That was in the final minute or so. So hopefully he'll be okay for Tuesday's game against Philadelphia, but at this point, just speculation. But Coach brought up the free throw differential, brought up their bench, and I also did like the classy move on two parts by Coach Yeager to start Vince and to take him out in the closing seconds to get him really what was a cool ovation for Vince Carter. Now, speaking of Vince Carter, let's hear what he had to say on his return to Toronto. I mean, it's still amazing that it's been 13 years since he was a member of the Raptors, went from there to New Jersey, uh, bounced around a little bit to Dallas, to Memphis, and now in Sacramento. And uh, here's Vince after his 25-minute performance in which he had four points, a rebound, two assists, a steal, and three blocks. But here's Vince Carter back in Toronto talking with the media. I mean, it's always a great feeling uh, to come out and, you know, just to, to be in the starting lineup and hear that introduction here, especially Herbie. Known Herbie for a very long time, so um, I know it's fun. It's a great place to play, and you know, for me, it's just always great to to kind of hear that. And um, it never gets old. I know we've talked about it recently, and and with as as long as you've been in the league, everyone wants to know when retirement is. But uh, it's it's not it's not over yet, yeah. No, it's it's not. I, I still don't know. I mean, I get asked all the time, and I, I think you catch me on the right day. I could probably tell you it's over this year. You can catch me in, on another day. I could probably tell you in a couple of years. So um, I mean, I just enjoy playing. I enjoy being around uh, the guys and in this atmosphere. So it just it's, it's tough to say. Uh, I mean, I don't. Now you're asking me today, so I can tell you I, I have one more in me. <laughs> Obviously, there's been a significant shift in the way you've been received here over the last couple of years. How much different has it been for you to be back here nothing since changes. that? Nothing changes. I still love being here, you know, whether it was 10, 12 years ago or, or today. You know, I still love being here, and it's nothing like it. You know, uh, just I was telling the, the young guys uh, coming in, it's like, it's nothing like it. You know, I've been on two different sides of nothing like it. <laughs> so, uh, but it's still a, a great place and, you know, it's near and dear to me. You know, every time I walk in here 10, 12 years ago or 10, 12 minutes ago, still see the same people, still greet the same people. And, you know, uh, when you see the old faces, you know, like there's this old guy named Doug Smith I see all the time. I still speak to him and it's always great to see him. Just like Bill, the attendant who's been in front of the locker room since I was a rookie. I still speak to everybody, still just 
it's a great feeling being here. So, I mean, nothing has changed. And it's just at that time, I felt it was just unfortunate, unfortunate that people didn't know that and didn't understand that. And it's, like I said, you walk in here now, it's just a great feeling. And, you know, there again, nothing has changed for me. I don't know when athletes know when it's time to retire, but I thought that was interesting where Vince says, yeah, it kind of depends on the day. Catch me at a certain time, I definitely want to come back. Catch me at another time, I may not want to. There's a lot of work. He stayed in shape. I know he wants to go into broadcasting. has already done some of that, and that job will be waiting for him. But if he's comfortable with the role that he has like he does this year with the Kings where he plays sparingly, gets a start here and there, uh, gets his minutes 15 here and there, some games he sits out, is another coach on the bench, I think he could play another year. And he is, you know, if he was an A++++ athlete, He's still probably an A athlete. He still can do some things that are pretty amazing. And he had one breakaway against the Raptors that DeRozan just kind of bothered enough because otherwise I think we're going to see something pretty spectacular from him. But he can do that if need be, and he's still a smart player, can help you out, doesn't really hurt you too much. And if he wants to play and someone wants to pay him, I say play. Why not? Because that broadcasting career will still be there in the future for him. There's no doubt. Well, we do thank you guys for listening to another edition of the Locked on Kings podcast. Again, Monday through Friday, we're here for you. Find us on iTunes. Uh, Wednesday this week, we're going to have our draft Wednesday. We'll get more of you involved in that. Kings play Tuesday against Philadelphia. Wednesday in Brooklyn, they finally come home, and then they won't play again until Saturday when they get San Antonio. They got the Christmas break, but then they play the day after Christmas against the Clippers, the day after that, the 27th against LeBron and the Cavs. So, uh, some good basketball games coming up. Hopefully the Kings can get back on track now 9-20. and 20. And what's amazing, after these next two road games, the Kings will have nearly played half of their road schedule. So the home games are coming, but it's taking care of a lot of these East Coast trips. And the Kings now 9-20 and 20 after another road loss in Toronto on Sunday. Again, thank you so much for listening. Follow everybody on the Locked On Network, but certainly follow us each and every day here on Locked On Kings. Thank you so much. Back again tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.